Good morning, City Church. This is City Church Together for Wednesday, October 21st. We are learning this week, um, or going back to basics on here journaling in specific. Um, So if you're tuning in, um, that's what I'm trying to do is give examples of, at least audibly here, about um, how you would engage um, Scripture. So today we're going to do... Philippians chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4, and we will start in verse 1, and I'm going to read all the way down to uh, verse 14. Here we go, Philippians 4, verse 1. So then my dearly loved and longed for brothers and sisters, my joy and crown in this matter stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. I urge Yodia and I urge Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I also ask you, true partner, to help these women who have contended for the gospel at my side, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence, and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell or think on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly because once again you renewed your care for me. You were, in fact, concerned about me but lacked the opportunity to show it. I don't say this out of need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I find myself. I know both how to make do with little and I know how to do with a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content, whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need. I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. Still, you did well by partnering with me in my hardship. And that is the word of the Lord from Philippians 4. So a HEAR journal, again, it's an acronym for Highlight, Explain, apply and respond. Um, what I, it's something that I want to say about um, the very simple uh, here journal method is that it does work better in New Testament passages typically than it does in some, say, Old Testament poetry. Um, the, the here method definitely works better um, with sort of just picking out one verse than it does with a bunch of verses. But it is a great place to start and uh, this will give us an opportunity to further explore today um, the idea of attachment and mutual mind and meditation and clinging um, to uh, from what we discussed on Sunday as well as practice uh, the, the here method. So, and we'll do this with this big chunk of text. So we just read that, which is what, what you would do in a normal Bible reading time. The next thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to highlight. I, wanna, I, want, I want to pick out... Uh, a verse or theme of this to to uh, dr- to put my attention on and meditate. And since my mind right now 
uh, is on meditation of Scripture and is on attachment and clinging to God. What what stands out to me in this Scripture that sort of my um, you know my spirit is drawn to, and I want to ask, what is this? Is in verse um, uh, let's see in verse eight where Paul. Um, list, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, if there's any moral excellence, if there's anything praiseworthy, he says to dwell or think on these things. And then he says, do what you've learned and received and heard from me and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. All right. The reason why dwell on these things, so that's 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 what I'm highlighting. Like if I was writing a here journal, I would write down verse 8. Now, in my explanation, what I'm interested in, the reason why I was drawn to that is because the idea of thinking about or dwelling on whatever is pure, honorable, etc., those things are, of course, about God and the things that come off of God, okay? Whatever is pure, excellent, so uh, let's just say sacrificial love would be one of those things. I'd want to dwell on that. How do I do that? There's multiple ways of doing that. You, You know, you could read Scripture, um, I could observe this and think about this and point this out in the character of a person maybe who had loved me well. I could also do it, you know, I could see it in a movie and I notice tears welling up in a scene because of sacrificial love and I think, you know, something deep inside of me says, um, you know, that's that's real love. Um, that like to, there's something very true that resonates with me about about that being love. Um, so that is I, i'm 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 already thinking about thinking about these things that's why i say this is very we're we're it, this is meta meditate we're we're talking about meditation we're thinking about meditation we're meditating meditating on meditation here um so that that pops out to me and i want to know i wonder if there's more so this is the next question that i ask of this passage as that i'm highlighting based on some things that we're learning right now is, okay, I wonder where I, where I find this idea of thinking deeply on something, meditation, dwelling. Um, is, is there a connection to habits or practices? Okay, because that's something what we're talking about. So that's a question that I would ask of the text. I probably wouldn't have asked that if, you, if I would have read this passage two years ago. That's why there is some lived experience. Is that a part? That's why you keep reading scripture because you have different lived experiences. You go back, and the Lord will highlight, bring things to mind in a different way. So I'm going. All right. Well, I wonder if we're talking about meditation. Is there anything about? Um, uh, is there anything again about practices or habits that's sort of built into this text? Since those they seem to have an organic relationship. I'm going to meditate on something. You know, Psalm one. I need to meditate on it day and night. I need to have a kind of habit instilled there. And then I'm asking, is there anything about attachment to God or people that's happening in this passage? So as I relook at the passage, okay, I'm, I'm still sort of in the highlight phase now. I've got a verse, and I'm, I'm kind of explaining slash still looking for things. Um, so I, I go, yeah, and there's, there's definitely something about habits and practices, because in verse 9 it says, do what you have learned um, and received and heard from me and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. Well, right there, I have um, I have attachment. The God of peace will be with you. So anywhere I see withness, anywhere I see God's nearness or drawing near, I'm thinking, yes, I certainly see that not only here with Paul, with his relationship to God and what he's commanding this Philippian church to do, I also see that with his relationship with people. 
I mean, he starts this out in verse 4 with dearly loved and longed for brothers and sisters. Do you, do you hear attachment in that? When you are attached to someone and you are away from them, you experience a sense of longing. Um, additionally, in, in verse 2, he mentions people's names. He, he mentions these two women and then also Clement. And so he's, he's talking about people that he's attached to, and he's going to bat for them. Um, Euodia and, and Syntyche, like, I, I need you to take care of them. They're contending with me for the gospel. He's saying something uh, he's saying something good about these two women, and he's saying you need to come alongside them and help them because they are along with me contending for the gospel. They are just like me. Um, he talks about in verse 5, here's some more attachment language. What does he say? The Lord, let your graciousness be known to everyone. That's the fruit, okay? So that's the good life. What's the root? The Lord is near. The Lord is near. So that's, that. I mean, that's right to the bottom of our series. When you know the Lord is near, that graciousness that you receive from the Lord is also given off to other people. And then, at, at the end of, uh, of this section here in verse 9, and then... You pass that on so other people do imitate you because they see that the God of peace is with you and so he is with them. Of course, in the second half of what we read today, I find more of this. Um, look at the attachment in verse 10. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly because once again you renewed your care for me. Think about that. Okay, now I I, I think, you know, I'm doing this on the spot, so I have to go back and remind myself I think what Paul is um, specifically talking about is is the Philippians backed him financially in his ministry, okay? I think that's what he's talking about when he says, care for me. And he's talking about how their financial care of him um, approved their attachment. Remember, when we talk about attachment, you know, our, our sort of big idea for attachment is someone that loves you doesn't leave you. We also know Paul is writing from jail here. So you can imagine the loneliness involved in being separated from people and isolated um, in jail. And what does Paul write here to the Philippian church? He says, you renewed your care for me. You renewed your care for me. Isn't that a huge part of what showing someone that you'll never leave them is? You're your care wasn't just two years ago. Your care is still for me. Your care wasn't just for me when I was in Philippi preaching the gospel to you. It's also carried over to when I am in prison here, and and still you're sending me, um, uh, you know, you're sending me uh, Al Post via Hedwig. You know, here and here's some. Um, sorry, that's Harry Potter. Um, but you're still, you know, sending me support, and so there's more sort of attachment language there. And then we see the fruit of the good life in Paul. That's what he says. He says, um, he says, even though I appreciate and love your care for me, he also makes it clear that I would not fall apart if you decided to leave me. He says, I've learned to be content in any circumstance. What's that contentment grounded in? He's told us that in the verses previous and that in that. The Lord is near to him. He is attached to God. He has put his roots down deep in the Lord. And so he, he can live even in lack with the spirit of abundance that he has everything he needs for life and godliness. Look in verse um, 12, right after um, Paul tells him that he just made a, a, um, a professional football team and he's trying to win a championship. He says, I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. No, that's not what he says. He says, I am able, I'm able to be content in all circumstances 
because because God strengthens me. In other words, my 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 roots are deep in God. And and then he he says in 14, yet still you did well by partnering with me in my hardship. But I am going to sell it even though even though sort of God is enough for me. I still want to celebrate you and I still want you to know what you have done to show your love for me. It, it, it it's a treasure to me. It matters to me in in my hardship. So there is attachment to God and attachment to people here, and it's all sort of conflated with um, dwelling and thinking about the attributes of God, meditation on the attributes of God. That's where the peace is coming from, which has made Paul an example to the Philippian church, and Therefore, he's asking the Philippian church to do the same thing and be an example to other people around them. And that's where your gospel multiplication comes in. You're listening to evangelism, your overflow. Okay, so all of that is, that's the highlight and explain. Again, those as you get more, I guess, adept at doing a here journal, the highlight and explain can kind of bleed into one another. As you're looking for verses to highlight, you're also kind of explaining you write this out, but highlight, you write out the verse, explain, you sort of do what I just did. It's like a, a, a verbal processing as you're writing out. Um, don't be afraid to get something right or wrong. You're, you're sort of processing through the text, letting what you know um, kind of hit you. There is, um, there is one other thing that I noticed in here that I want to point out that I didn't. You know why? Because I read two different versions of this, and when I read it on my computer, I read it in the ESV, uh, which alerted me to a word that I have got to find. What I'm doing right now is, ah, here it is. Ah, I know what it is. In verse four. Hey, everybody, look at live here journaling. That's what we're doing here, remember? Okay, this is exactly how you'll do it as you write it on paper. Oh, hang on a second. Don't worry about it, scratching out or racing. Just keep the keep the thought going. Um, in verse uh in verse 5, let your graciousness be known to everyone. It says, the Lord is near. Uh, ESV renders that the Lord is at hand. Um, and so I looked up the Greek of that. By the way, when I say I look up the Greek, I, want, I just want you to know how regular person I am. I have a computer program, gang, that I just hover over. So it's called Logos if you're interested in getting it. But I just hover over the text and it, it breaks down the Greek for me or breaks down the Hebrew for me. Um, Yes, learning some of that was helpful and understanding it, but but you can do this, and and uh, even if you don't have the program there, you can uh, you can find interlinear Bibles that have the Greek and the the regular text, or you can find that actually online. I mean, just Google interlinear Bibles, and you'll be able to see the Greek, and probably it'll say this is this word, this is this word, even if you can't um, actually read the Greek. So, um, all that to say, whenever I see the Lord, when I saw the Lord is at hand. Because of past Bible reading, the first thing that comes to mind is what Jesus preached in Mark 1 where he said the kingdom of God is at hand. So, so that's popping for me. That's another Bible study tool. Wait, 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 wait. Where have I heard at hand? Where have I heard at hand? Oh, yeah. Jesus preached the kingdom of God is at hand. The Lord is at hand. When Jesus preached the kingdom of God is at hand, so this for me becomes an interpretive tool for that. So scripture interprets scripture. When I read the Lord is at hand, what I know Paul means here is the Lord is near, right? He doesn't mean um, the Lord is out there somewhere and will be here soon, 
right? That's not what he means that the Lord is saying. Like he's talking about God's presence with him now. So when I go back and I think about that, when Mark writes down that Jesus preached the kingdom of his God is at hand, that further reinforces for me that when Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand, he doesn't mean get ready, the kingdom of God is near like it's coming soon in time. What did Jesus mean? Same thing. Uh, same thing that Paul means when he says the Lord is at hand. When Jesus says the kingdom of God is at hand, he means it's here. It's close by. It's accessible. Um, and that's the, I'm, just, I'm just giving you that as a Bible study tool. That's something that you use. You notice a word. Ah, this at hand, that's a phrase I've heard before. Where have I heard that? And the only way you hear that phrase is if you listened to it before or you read it before and you noticed it. And that's just, that's just Bible study building on Bible study building on Bible study. Okay, so... Not, not a magic trick, it's just eyes open to notice, eyes open to notice. All I did, I saw the word at hand, I thought, where else is at hand, where else is at hand? Yes, 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 yes. And then that, now that helps me interpret Mark 1. Okay, so that's the, that's the highlight, that's the explain. Now the apply. Okay, so now I'm getting into the dirty work, or maybe as, it, as clean work as it were. Um, now, now I'm getting into, all right, we need to, I need to think about how God's asking my feet to hit the pavement today. So this is where we're talking about wisdom. Wisdom is the heavens brought down to street level, okay? So, so what is God asking me to do with my hands and my feet and my mouth? And, and well, you know, when I hit the streets today, when I get in my car, when I'm at work, when I'm uh, at dinner with my family, when I'm relaxing, and say, what, is, what is God calling me to here? What's, what's the picture of the good life to give off here? And I, when I think through that, I think through, okay, there is a kind of steadiness. First, on a very basic level, I mean, we, we have commands here. Whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, dwell or think about these things. Okay, so on one hand, I, I can recognize in me a negative reaction to this. Um, I can... I can recognize like, man, I don't know if like burning all of my CDs at that youth camp, you know, throwing them in the fire after I got back from youth camp. I don't, I don't know if that's what we're talking about here. Um, definitely maybe there, there might be some things that, um, I, I think the bigger picture idea here is um, what I mentioned in the sermon on Sunday, which is what you meditate on, you will be attached to. And so I, I'm thinking of my level of attachment to ideas. What ideas really run my life? Um, and where are those ideas coming from? Who, who's feeding me or giving me those ideas? Is, is what I'm meditating on, is it a good... And that may mean burning, you know, in my day it was CDs, and now it's maybe deleting, I guess, um, MP3s or, or changing your Spotify. or More than likely... Though what, what it looks like is paying attention to what I'm thinking about. God, I, I want to pay attention to what I'm thinking about. So I really bring this down the street level, and, and I start to, and, and my habits matter, right? Because he says, practice these things. As you see me do these things, you go practice, put these things in, into practice here, uh, put these things into habit here. So I'm thinking, what habits do I have that, that sort of guide my life into meditating or dwelling or thinking about true, honorable, just, pure. So I'm going to start with um, what, what's my ride into work like? Um, it's, you know, it's, these are some of the few moments that I'm alone during the day. What's my ride into work like? What am I thinking about? What, what podcast am I always putting on? Um, 
there was a there was a podcast that I listened to um, several months ago. I delved into it, and I noticed that every time I'd get out of the car, and our 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 church staff can certainly bear this. Like, uh, I was always sort of agitated, and this, and by the way, this was by a this was by a well known Christian who was doing you know cultural analysis, and so that's right up my alley. I love that stuff. But it was for me, there was always this negative vibe of always pointing out how, <laughs> um, for lack of a better term, we you know the world is burning, and you know everything's awful. Um, you certainly don't want to go Lego. Everything is awesome. But at the same time, like constantly getting out of my car, just hearing about how the other side is always getting it wrong. Man, that wasn't healthy for me. Um, and so I, I needed to cut that out. So that might be, that might be the, uh, uh, an application. Lord, I, I see this habit in me that's not forming me into what is good and honorable and true and someone worthy of imitation. So I'm going to cut that out and I, re- I want to replace it by meditating on something in my car that's going to talk about Jesus or talk about how to bring justice instead of complain about it not being there, you know, something like that. So that would be the apply. And now we'll hit the respond together as we finish our live here journal this morning. Um, so respond, I'm always going to start with a moment of silence like we've we've always done on this podcast. So we'll start with a silent, I'll be silent, and then um, I, I'm, I'm my response, my initial response is always going to be a prayer, and that's how we'll end today before we go off and you know live out our apply section. All right, so let's be silent together, and then um, we'll respond to God in prayer together. Our Father, you have made abundantly clear that to care about you is to care about people. And to care about people is to care about you. You've made abundantly clear that when we attach to you and cling to you, we don't, we don't cut people out of our lives. We attach to you and cling to you. We open our arms up. We, we have, um, as cliche as it might sound, we have more love to give. We have more attachment to give. We have... Um, we, we overflow with peace to give. Uh, we live in abundance and not scarcity, and we have that to give to others because we understand, like Paul, the secret of contentment, which is to know that the Lord is at hand. He is near. He is open to access. You are. You are God. So you've made that abundantly clear to us. And so now, Father, um, first we thank you. And second, now we, we commit ourselves to living this out by building habits that would make us ever aware of your presence and that would open up avenues and opportunities for us to share the peace that we have that surpasses all understanding with others. So Father, um, we we will um, write those names down of those people that we want to just ask, will you sit down with me over coffee or a meal or um, a you know FaceTime call, and would you tell me how you're processing all of the world's craziness right now? Just, I just want to give you a chance to tell me how you feel about it all. 
Has your life changed? Are you unsettled? What What do you feel about it? I want I want to hear what's going on. How do you process racial injustice in our in our country? Um, how, how do you feel when you get off of Facebook? Um, what do you? Is there any helplessness going on? You know, Father, give us the by your Holy Spirit, help us to see the people that you are calling us to listen to and to share good news with. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. City Church, uh, tomorrow plan to have for you, uh, let you have a little more active role in Hear Journal. So instead of me breaking it down for you, I'm going to try to prompt you and give you a chance to practice this. So again, this is Novice Week. If you're just joining us for the first time, this is a great time to get into this practice and we'll try to walk you through it, let you have some practice with it tomorrow. Until then, City Church, go and multiply the gospel.